0: Listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this.
1: Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go!
2: day, Maroon here. Coming up on Footy Talk, we ask the boys, are Melbourne Storm still top four material? And I'll give you a rundown if I think Tigers will get a three-peat for the spoon.
1: Tony Payton's made a couple of big decisions up there in Townsville, so we'll dissect them and we'll both give our thoughts on where we see the Cowboys finishing up.
2: Coming up on Footy Talk... Hello, everybody. Maroon here. It's Footy Talk Podcast. Wado, Woodsy, and Maroon looking at their predictions for season 2024. Uh, Wado, welcome to you, old mate.
1: Maroon, great to be back. Great to rip into this other half of the previews. Um, yeah, really getting that feeling. That the footy's close.
0: To, yeah. Close. Mm, Woodsy. Hey, big fellow, mate. Um, I was excited and excited to be back with you boys. But, mate, you got a little, like Chill out on the team WhatsApp, okay?
2: Yeah, right. I don't need to
0: get selfies of you in the lift with your shirt off, all right, buddy?
2: I thought that you would have said, geez, mate, you know, you're looking fit, you're looking prime. Rule number one, mate, you just don't send those things.
1: Well, I think after today's HR meeting, in
2: future, in future, we'll know. Well, all I could see was these big high beamers just (laughs) kept looking at me in the eye. (laughs) What if I put, hang on, if I put pants on and send them, would that be okay? (laughs) Yeah, I was happy with the budgies. (laughs) All right, boys, the predictions. Uh, Let's have a look at the Roosters. Seventh last year. Big success is never far away. We'll talk a little bit about Trent Robinson here because he will clock up 300 games as Roosters coach this year. Dom Young comes. Spencer Lini. Spencer's going to be massive for the uh, Roosters. What about the Roosters, waiter? How do they go this year?
1: Yeah, well, you look at their last season, it was just... One that never really got off the ground, right? There was a big noise around him in the preseason. A lot of people, I think I'd maybe myself had him up there as a premiership contender. The acquisition of Brandon Smith at Hooker and then just, you know, the team that they always seem to have and they just didn't really fire at all throughout the season – with the quality of the coaching and, and the squad, they managed to not just claw into eight, Like they knocked us out round one, they not they put a nail in South Sydney's coffin at the back end of the season. Um, they beat us in the opening round and then and then couldn't go on with it. But it just it was sort of the, like they were firing at half pace, but still managed to do the damage with the class they had. Now, they add Dom Young, who was you know excellent. For Newcastle all year last year, and Spencer Linda, who he's a fire, he's a firecracker, isn't he? Woodsy. He's, yeah. he's dynamic. He's certainly going to add to that. And you'd you have to think that Brandon Smith's going to be better for the year yep. um, at the Roosters and, and obviously adjusting to the life, the lifestyle in Sydney. So, you know, I haven't going well. There are a few jigsaw pieces to figure out with the acquisition of Dom Young. You've still got Tupo, Billy Smith, Wali, Manu, and Teddy. So one of those. You Know those outside backs in Billy Smith or Tupo, you'd imagine would look out like would miss out because Young's a lock. You, you yep. recruited him, so it's even probably you know, I'd have to say Billy Smith was probably one of the best players. That's yeah. the mm. how he finished yeah. last year, mm. so he almost locked down that center position. Manu's a lock, Tawali on his way to rugby. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Would you, what do you think?
0: You know, I personally think Swali's best positions on the wing. It, it was a funny signing, Dom Young. Was it a panic signing after Swali signs that big deal? You know, I thought was going to happen was the, the take takeoff early, but he's still there for another year. The Roosters were a side for me last year. Like, you would just wait. Like, they'd win a game. you go, this could be the start of the, the momentum train. Nothing happened. They'd they have another loss. And then you're like, all right, they've had a couple back-to-back wins here. They're going to kick on. I had them to win the comp. I tipped them um, to come first, especially – Signing a bloke like Brendan Smith, I thought he was just a yeah. little bit of a link that they missed. Well, we thought, mm.
1: particularly after retirement of Jake Friend, That's what right? I thought, they were sort yeah. of missing that.
0: For the last
2: couple of years. Yeah, that real
1: solid piece. And I think we all thought that Brendan Smith was just going to come and accelerate in that Rooster's program. Exactly. Uh, but it wasn't the case. No. I
2: noticed that he um, had a little crack at you in the offseason. <laughs> oh, and I would just say, as a friend of yours, and I am a friend of yours, if you're listening, Cheese, there's a difference between having a little bit of banter and being a complete. Fucking smart ass, mate. But I'll leave it there. What were you saying? He had a swipe me. he's got yeah. more
0: hands in the pie than I do, <laughs> unbelievable.
2: He's got half the share of the buy around as well, mm. mate. You think he forgets about that.
0: So, no, nah, look, honestly, the the signing of, of the cheese there, I thought it was going to be a huge impact for the Chooks. Look, he didn't fit in too well at the start, but he he had a – I think he broke his wrist. Um, by the back end of the year when he did come back from a broken wrist, he couldn't even pass the ball. You know, I was lucky enough to interview him, and he just really struggled with that. So what he did, he, he pulled himself out of the, the Kiwi squad – Got his wrist right and he's been there from day one of preseason. I reckon this preseason for the Chooks this year, it's a huge one because you never see the Roosters go back to back failures. Mm. I know they did, you know, I reckon they just limped in. They had to beat South to get in the semis and they got you guys in the first semi way, though. And, you know, they went down to Melbourne, which they probably should have won, but now under strength massively. But it just wasn't the Roosters that we thought we we're going to see. Um, like I said, there was, there was glimpses throughout the year where they'd win a couple of games. You're like, wow, the, the Roosters are about to go on a run here, but it just never eventuated. So it does put Robo under a bit of pressure. The, the does coach. it?
2: But but
1: does I it? it does. Well, I, don't, I, I don't think it does. I just think
0: the organization, like, people like Nick, they don't take losses lightly, you know, and Brian Smith got him to a grand final in 2010, and I think within two years he was gonski's
1: Yeah, well, but and then taken over by the man, Trent Robinson, yeah. who took him to... You know, what, he's had three premierships. Yeah, the back to back. So I, I think he's got enough standing in that club that even if they weren't to to kick goals this year, and improve, I, I expect a much more improvement oh, so throughout the season.
0: Well, it was the same but, as like Mitchell Pierce, but like, they would have thought that Mitchell Pierce was going to be their halfback till he retired.
1: They made a tough decision, didn't they?
0: If there's a, what if there's another coach, a good coach yeah. comes on the market? Yeah, you're right. Boom, you never know. Like they, Nick Pilates demands winners.
2: Yeah, but Robbo premiership in his first year as first grade coach there, but. He is going to clock up early in the season 300 games as first-grade coach at that club. In this day and age, that is phenomenal.
1: It is. It is. In the, you know, the melting pot of the NRL, how competitive it is, you know, we see big swings – from clubs all the time. So any club, you know, you look – and you always look at, say, Penrith now on the back of their dominance. The Roosters before them had a back-to-back Melbourne for the decade. Sustained success, you know, it's one thing being successful in the NRL, winning a premiership. It's another thing to have sustained success. Um, Managing players, coming and going, the salary cap, what it does, the effect of winning a premiership on your club does. So to be able to replace those players and and maintain success – um, is such a big factor. And I think Robbo, you know, has managed that throughout his three hundred games. But as Woodsy said, you know, they would look at last year and despite playing finals, you know, the Roosters are a club we have we expect to have lofty expectations. They can't go backwards again. Otherwise, yeah. I, I feel like there's no pressure this year. But if they were to go backwards again and 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 not that their season was mediocre last yeah. year it just never reached any great height if they were to go backwards again or there repeat glimpses, that yeah. or repeat that I'd th- say the following year there could be it could be a bit of pressure. See there.
0: for me Waito it's I look at what's going to happen to the Sharks next year. Losing someone like yourself you look at the Chooks they lost the hooker and Jake Friend and Boydie Gordon. Yeah. That's just huge mate to lose yeah. both your co-captains within the space of was it, a year I think it was you don't realize how much that takes out of your team. Mm. A lot of other people have to step up yeah. And what Boydie and Jake brought every week to that side. they, You know, you hear Trent Robson always talk about the rooster way. They are the rooster way. Where have you got them finishing? I've got them finishing fifth this year. What about you?
1: I have them seventh, which is the same position they finished last mm, year. Mm. Although I think it will be a different trajectory. I, I think they'd be in the eight all year, yeah. not surging for wins late. And, you know, part of me, the romance of the game, I put them in seventh because I have South at six. So okay. I, I'd love to see those two teams up in an elimination yeah. final this you know, the kick-off the final seasons this year.
0: My other one is just the the question mark over Swalihi. If he starts off not the, the best, there's going to be so much talk about this rugby union and the contracts. And you're even hearing it now, can the rugby union afford to pay him? Yeah. You know, if that's going to be in the limelight, I think that might weigh them down a little bit. But if they can
2: <coughs> start off well and Swali plays well, I think then the sky's the limit for the Roosters. So your fifth and your seventh yep. are the Roosters. Okay, footy talk, looking at the predictions with Wado and Woodsy. Now, you talked about whether or not Robbo was under pressure, Trent Robinson. Go to the Cowboys, 11th last year, but third the year before. Is this bloke some eight of yours, Toddy Payton, yeah. is he under pressure?
0: Oh, I think every coach is under pressure. They didn't make the eight the year before, definitely. And the year before, they come third. Did anyone pick them to come third? I don't think so. Did anyone pick them to make the top eight that year before? Probably not. I think they overachieved that first year. And they did win their first semi against you blokes, which yeah, so I thought... Pre- yeah,
1: that was like, gave him the week off.
0: Yeah, gave him the week off and played para in, in the prelim. So, it wouldn't be under, like, the extreme on the on the meter, but I think he'd be feeling a little bit of heat, especially going from third to not even making the eight, you know, coming 11th. Young kids like Jeremiah Nenoy was is an Australian and Queensland rep now. You know, the halves did a great job the year before, Chad Townsend and Tommy Dearden. So... That's a big one. I'm really happy for them they've locked down Tommy Dearden because that could have lingered on for quite a while and that could have really frustrated the group, but they've signed those. And the year that Drinkwater had the season before, he was just freakish. It was similar to like, you know, I wouldn't say exactly the same, but like the likes of, you know, Jared Hayne leading into that when they made the grand final. Just he does things on the Benny field that other players, Benny Barber-like, yeah. So I just think... You know, it's a tough one for him. You know, you say that about Toddy being under pressure. Yeah, he is, but the players have got to take a little bit of ownership as well. I know Toddy's my mate, but you've got standards. And from what they dished out in, you know, the first few rounds this year, you sort of realise that they probably weren't going to be a top eight side, were they, Waiter?
1: Not at the start of last year. I think they, they completely missed the start. One thing in the NRL, you can't be caught no. chasing your tail because it's, it's just such a hard um, sport and so competitive. Every year we know it's going to go down to the wire. And again, last year was no different. I think a couple of sports yep. weren't secure until the, the final round of the competition. And you know, I spoke about it before with the Roosters and Trent Robinson and sustained success. The year before, would you say they overachieved? I don't necessarily know If they overachieved, they just found their good rhythm of footy, they got in the, uh, that momentum and they just kept putting the wins together, stacking them up and climbing the table. But you know, sustaining that, you know, you're not going to get anyone caught on the hop twice. So, teams were you know, you, you sort of go from the hunting to being hunted yeah. as a top team. And the mm. Cowboys were catching no one by surprise last season. Uh, every team would have upped their prep into them, up their mindset, knowing that they weren't the previous Cowboys side. From, from years gone where you, you might only have to be at 95% and, and, you know, they weren't at that high level. So, again, they, they found out the difference between being one of those elite teams week in, week out. There's no weeks off. Your preparation, mm. your performance needs to be at that level. The one thing I will say is already this season, you know, Tony Payton's made some big decisions. He's taken the captaincy off... Uh, Chad Townsend and Tamalolo, who have been their senior figures for, for a long time. And he's passed them on to Tommy Dearden and... Cotter. Cotter, Reuben Cotter, right? Which is, when you look at the decision, it's actually like for like. So it's gone from Chadia senior, you know, half to the younger half, Tommy Dearden. Yep. And Tamalolo, who was the leader of that forward pack for, for such a long time. I know he had Matty Scott and Tamau early in his career. Yep. but For the last five, six years, he has been the leader to Ruben Cotter, who now is the, he's the energy li- leader in that in that Cowboys pack. He's a barometer. He does all the cleanup work. He plays for 80 minutes. He's tough as tick, and he's obviously turned into an origin star for Queensland. So they are like-for-like positions, but it's a big core taking those experienced guys. How does know, that
0: affect Tamalalo? How does it affect Townsend?
1: Because normally, you know, the senior guys do have a lot of influence. Yeah. And even if they – they're not, you know, throwing stones, or they're not. They haven't got their bottom lip out. You know that can really affect their per, not their personality, their demeanour, and how they get around yep. training, and and how they apply themselves. And like it or not, it it has an influence on the group. So, you know, there's some there's some things to keep an eye on up there in the in council this season. I also
0: think they had a bit of a tough run with uh, suspensions and, and injuries. They didn't get a Hilly Maluki back to halfway for the year. I think Jeremiah Nenai did a a hip drop or two and missed yep. a, a yep. couple of months Ooh. of footy. So it's like any side. You need your luck to go your
2: side, uh, whereas the previous year they had – I think they were full strength for most of the year. We can look at who they have and haven't got for this season, but I think we would all agree – we'll go back to the the players they let go to the, – or they probably had to let go to the Dolphins the year before. They're a couple of big-name oh, players. There's one.
1: The yeah, Hemmer. Well,
2: the Hemmer's massive. And, yeah. and Tommy Gilbert. And Tommy
1: Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. Like
0: We spoke about Tommy Gilbert well, in, played our, origin, in, right? our, in our preview of the, of the Dolphins and how much – He's like that main man in their forward pack. He brings the energy. He brings the intensity, not just on the field, but at training. He competes every day. Is the loss of Tommy Gilbert what they lost in the forward pack for the Cowboys last year? You know, other blokes had to step up. You can sort of see that you can't keep all your players, um, especially with salary cap this day and age, but they still had Hemmer on contract and they had him at a good rate. Look what he come out and delivered last yeah. year. He was well, absolutely phenomenal.
1: I don't want to go too off topic here because we're previewing the, the Cowboys, but I don't know if that necessarily st- – speaks badly about the Cowboys no, or does it. it or does it just show you the Wayne Bennett effect? Mm. Yeah, somehow he's able to get these individuals and although the team didn't perform Dolphins for the whole season, you know, Wayne Bennett, forever and a day has been known as being been able to bring out the best in individuals, and yeah. you know, certainly in, in Hemmer and, and, and Gilbert, yeah, they're a big part of that Queensland team and the Australian team as well. So, but
0: the only thing is, like, you, you had Drinkwater who had a fantastic yeah. year the year before, yeah, you can't fit them all in. Hemmer wants nah. an opportunity, and Gilbert wants to go back to Brisbane hmm. with his family, yeah, boys. What is your prediction for the Cowboys? Well, I've got them at ninth maroon, just missing out on the eight.
1: Yeah, I, I have missing out of the eight as well. I have them at 11, the Cowboys. So, again, that was the same they finished uh, last season. I didn't even know that until we got the sheet here from our great producer, Charlie. But we're on the same page, me and Charlie. My book and his notes, mm. they match up. It's good.
2: Well, let's not say great producer. Let's say our producer. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just hope
1: he makes it back from Vegas.
2: Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Well, I
1: think I'll, if I get over there with him, mate, I'll bring him back. <laughs> Could no be anything. Any. This
2: guy, I mean, there are people here that get accused of getting on a rort, but this bloke, Chicka White, when, COVID, me. Ah, when COVID was on, first he had COVID and his mother <laughs> had COVID and his dog had COVID. He rung COVID dry. <laughs> Uh, when we take, we're going to take uh, a break. You know, as you'd say, he'd get in where water couldn't. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's like arthritis; he'd get into every joint. <laughs> now, what we'll do we'll take. We'll take a break when we come back. They finished last last year. They finished last year before. They never make the eight. The West Tigers. We're going to look at them on Footy Talk. Welcome back to Footy Talk. It's Maroon, Wade, and Woodsy, and Wado and Woodsy are taking a look at their predictions for season 2024. Uh, look, we better have a look at the uh, Tigers, one of Sydney's favourite clubs. As I said, Wooden Spoons last couple of years. Haven't been in the eight for a dozen years. But look, I guess a good sign, Woodsy, and it's your old yep. club. Appy recommitted. Luai yep. is only 12 months away. Justin Olam this year. I want to say, though, I thought they've let go a couple of decent players. Obviously, Brooksy needed a new start, but what about Sean Bloor? Yeah,
0: I thought that was a funny one with Sean Bloor. I thought he was a really good rookie on their roster. Uh, He started to come of age a little bit last year when when they did put him in the back row and... He's just been unlucky with uh, a tough run of injuries. I think he's had back-to-back ACLs. He's a Panthers junior, so he's been in a good system. Even like the likes of Joe Gower when they let him go halfway through the mm. year to Parramatta. I just thought that was a bit of a it was a weird one. We were lucky enough to pick up Tommy Talau. Um he's a first grader as well, but you know they they've got a soft spot in my heart the Tigers. They're my uh, my you know original club. Obviously had a few now, but look they've been active in the market. I think the decision to let Brooks go wasn't just for them. It was for him as well. It was probably a mutual one, which needed to happen. You know, Brooksy one of be good mates, I just think he needed a fresh start, and the club sort of recognised that. They sort of come to a point where, it's, yeah, you know, this is what we're going to offer you, but if you get something else, we're not going to stand in your way, which is what happened. Look, it's Benji's first year as you know, in charge. How's was, that going to go? Obviously last year there was a lot of talk that he was coaching from behind the scenes. You know, he was doing all stuff and Tim was sort of just assisting him. Whereas now Benji's in full control. Everything you heard over there, that, you know, they've moved on players. They've moved David Lo- Nofaluma on. Um, that was Benji's say. They signed Olam, Benji. You know, Luai, they've signed. It's under Benji. So Benji's got full control of that joint. You know, he's moved on Scott Fulton. You know, he's got full control, full reign over. So everything that happens over there is in the new era of Benji Marshall. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how they go. How do I think they're going to go? Not to be a damner, but I, I've still got them for the spoon this year. But I think there will be improvements. And I think a lot of, lot of sides this year will be improved, but I just think the competition is too close. I don't think they've improved enough to get off the spoon. And I think there's going to be times throughout the year where they're going to be like, you know, we've got Jerome Lawai coming next year. It's not about next year. It's about this year. You know, it's good that Appy's committed to this year. There's already been a couple of dramas in the offseason. with and mate to make clamor. I didn't know whether it was coming or going. They just need to sort that stuff out first and they need to be communicated on that at the club so people need to know what they're doing. But yeah, I just think they can't look further. They need to go week to week. It sounds like the old cliche, but they really do need They need to get wins early on the season, which is going to take, them, take a lot of pressure off. They've got the buy around one, so they won't be on zero points like they were last year. Say if they do... Lose their first three or four, they still have two points next to their name, which does help a bit, especially when oh, sure. when journos do tend to come after you. But you've got to, you're off the two points already, so it's how they can just compete. They've got to show effort. There was times last year where we go, "Oh, look, the Tigers are showing us something," but the effort for the whole eighty was just non-existent.
1: Mm. I, I completely agree. I think in a, in a lot of their games last year, particularly around Easter, I remember the Parramatta game. They yep. into a few right towards the end, but just couldn't get it done. And for me, it's. Early in the season, they just need to get a few wins on the board to get their confidence because effort and, you know, competing is a a given in the NRL. Like, you need to have that no matter what, right? Because every team, the games is never an easy game, right? But if you you are in those close games towards, you know, at at the start of the year and you're not quite getting that two points and you're not quite getting that confidence and that relief, it starts to compound that, that energy on you and that fatigue and it gets harder and harder to get up and produce the same amount of effort for no result. And ultimately, the only result in our game that matters is winning. So, you know, I think the likes of Appy certainly showed some improvement. It's a big hole to feel. Luke Brooks, who has been there for so long. He's a general for so long. They had Aiden Caesar, plenty of experience. He played well over in the Super League. He's got plenty of NRL experience. So a lot's going to come on his shoulders. Justin Ollum, again, a lot of experience with Melbourne coming across. My worry is how long and how hard they can compete for in the season. And... You know, I look at Benji, and I know Benji, the way he played the game, the way he's going to be able to really affect that team is is their attack, his, atta- his attacking style, how he sees the game, breaking down defences. But ultimately, to win a premiership in the NRL, you, you need to be the, the best defensive team in the competition. Like, there's some crazy stat out there. There's not been a winner out of the top four you know, in 50 years. So, for me, it's their defence. They need to shore that up. You can't be leaking points because you can't win in shootouts consistently in that role. You need to be able to stop teams from scoring. So, yeah, it's a big year for the Tigers, but unfortunately, I have them as 17th as well.
0: I think the, a problem they're going to have throughout the year as well, they've got, obviously, Lua coming. You've got Caesar there, you've got Sullivan and and they're all in decent and coin.
1: Dewey out for the season.
0: Dewey out for the season. So they're all in their halves. A lot of their money's gone there, so... I reckon if Benji's got to make a decision, he's got to find out who he wants, because you don't want to be wasting all your money in cap space just on those on those two positions. That's going to be a big talking point, I reckon.
1: Well, mm. the other one we haven't spoken about either is Bud Sullivan too, right? That's the mean, they, Yeah, he's They, good, they signed. Know. They signed him from the Dragons.
0: He's on a three or four year deal yeah, too.
1: Yeah, as a bit of a stopgate. probably not thinking that Aloia was going to come yeah. on, the mount, uh, on the market. So he's a young guy who's probably he's probably going to start. Yep. With, with Caesar, right at five eight, he shoots the lights out. And at some point, there's going to be, throughout the season, if, if both halves are playing well, well, Lua is coming the next year, right? So one of those halves is going to have to get, not the tap on the shoulder, but an understanding that I'm You're only holding be. this position yeah. until Jerome Lua comes and then across th- the following year. You're throwing Dewey too. And Dewey's off, once he's able to play, he's back in the mix. All these factors come into it, the dynamics of team uh, of of the team, the relationship, the you know, the, how the sheds work. So... It's just yeah, it's issues that Benji is going to have to take throughout the season. But that's what you know. That's what a head coach does. That's why they're in they're in the hot seat all the time. It is a big job coaching in the NRO, and Benji's had a had a goal to being an yep. assistant, and and now it's his time to shine. And
0: what I'm interested in looking at is the evolution of Jerome Buller. You know, he, yeah, no one no one really knew much about him before last year. Come out on the scene and probably one of the. Biggest candidates for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he's unbelievable That's last it. Year. So it's, there's a way of, you know, how's he going to back up second year? Um, I think he'll do a great job. He's an ex- extreme talent. So
2: um, they've got to find a way of getting him back into the game because he was awesome. You've got both got them at 17. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I ask you guys before we move on? So I, I mentioned, you know, it, it's a kind of a good sign that Appy Ree commits and Jerome Luai comes, but from you blokes, when you've been in that position, this is a young bloke, Jerome Luai, he knows he's going to change clubs, what lures him to the Tigers, does somebody do a big sell as to where they are headed, or is he simply going, I just want to get my hands on that money?
1: No, it wouldn't be, it's not just about money, ultimately you're a competitor at heart, right, you have a a level of pride in your performance. He wants to win. Yeah, you have a level of pride in your performance, and how you play on the weekend, because we've seen time and time again, you know, the guys on the big box, if they're not playing well, they're, they're equally likely to get, you know, hammered in the media or by you the. You get hammered more. Or you get hammered more. So, first things first is the pride in your performance. But, Jerome Lewis' situation, he's won three premierships in a row. He's climbed that mountain. He's represented his country. He's, you New know, South Wales. He's represented New South Wales. And then, on the back of that, as a 26 year old with a young family, there's an opportunity to. A, you know, take on a challenge in his professional life as rugby league. Go to a team that isn't going as well, and hopefully influence them in the right direction. And B, secure my family's future. It's a really a no-brainer. And a long time. as an older player, if I was an older player at Penrith, and the opportunity came up like this for Jerome, after what he's done for the club, and 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 if Penrith couldn't get anywhere near that offer, I would congratulate him and, and say, "Mate, good luck with your future. You got to yeah. do what's right for you yeah. and your family."
0: I think that's what Ivan's done,
1: and still. Go out there and compete in your professional life. Yeah. So there, mm. there, there's many things that go into there's
0: it. So, there's so many factors. Like, and if you could say he's gone from you know Penrith, which was he can only go from 700, he's going to get $1.2, 1.2, 1.3. Like, come on, that's a lot of yeah. money that you can't oh, make can't leave up. Oh, can't leave that 100%. And then the club wanted, like, they're instilling the faith in Lua and saying we want to build it around you. That could be mm. a challenge that he wants to do. Yeah. He probably doesn't want to be not that he's second fiddle to Nath, but he wants an opportunity of being
2: the main man. When you were at the Bulldogs and you had to go to Cronulla, is it true that the fans were going to riot at the Bulldogs League? Sport? Oh, mate, they were heavy off it. Huh?
1: They, they were
0: throwing everything at it, mate.
1: <laughs> they were. At Where's
0: Dean Pay's office. <laughs> we can't get him out of here quick enough.
2: <laughs> kidding, kidding. Okay, we are doing footy talk. We are doing NRL predictions for season 2024. Now, Storm, no matter what the experts say, Woodsy, no matter who comes or who goes from the Melbourne Storm, they're always there or thereabouts. Oh mate, I think we've everyone, not
0: just us three, I think everyone in the in every NRL fans learned that you can't write Melbourne Storm off. You know, for me, this one, I reckon this is going to be a huge year for them because I personally, like, just looking outside in, I think this could be uh Craig Bellamy's last year. Um, you know, they well got, he's been
1: threatening that for yeah, <laughs> yeah but for they've so got long. Jason Rolls yeah.
0: back and Rawls he had opportunity to coach the Dragons, but knocked that back. Goes back down to uh, the storm after getting released from the Roosters. It just seems that the stars are starting to align. Um, he's got really good relationships with the players down there. But I just think, like, you look at, like, wait, I probably talk about but their spine. Like, it's a spine that other clubs would love to have at least one or two of them. They've got four. And, you know, we commentated the game last year when Pappenhausen hurt his ankle. Uh, we, were, we were obviously shattered for him. But touch wood and so happy to hear that it wasn't as bad as everyone thought it was. For me, I reckon the way this Melbourne season depends is going to be on how how he can Pappenhausen can come back because they missed that X factor out the back. Um, you know what you're going to get. Munster's a freak. Jerome um, Hughes is, is unbelievable. Harry Grant he just dictates around the ruck, and I think they've really missed that little bit just roving around the ruck whenever they got a little opportunity, a little sniff, you know, Solomon will get a quick play of the ball. Harry Grant comes out. They just missed that little link man in um, Pappenhausen because the speed he's got, you just it's, – it's unbelievable. Every team would love a speed man like that because he just pops up at the right time and right place. And I think he connects all four of those together.
1: Yeah, well, Woodsy's, you, you know, nailed it for me. For a lot of the teams that we we preview so far, we always talk about the spine, the depth in their spine. The, you know, that, that's a hole to fill, that's a gap to fill. But with with Melbourne, you know, there, there may be gaps to fill in the outside backs or in the forwards, but with that spine being so settled, you can sort of make them gaps because you have such a settled spine, experienced spine, all out and out match winners in their in their own right. It allows the teams just to be put in good positions. Uh, the other guys can just go about their work, do their job. And that was, I know um uh, sorry Pappenhausen was out a lot like, like, a lot of last year, he came back and then was out again. But so was Jerome Hughes. Jerome yep. Hughes missed a lot of footy lot last of food. year, a couple of calf complaints, quad complaints. He he was never on the field quite consistently enough for them to really make a rally at the top teams just because he's such a class player. You know, I know we always give him a rap, but when you when we probably talk about the top tier halves, you know, in the comp we probably still under, underrate him a little bit during yeah, use, because he just he's not the typical, you know, Adam Reynolds, Nathan Cleary half who will yeah. kick his team out of trouble. But he's just – he's always doing the right things, mm-hmm. always, you know, kicking well, running well, defending well, helping his team get around the park. And I've heard some comments out of Munster about he wasn't happy with his former yeah. last year, Harry Grant. I know they've tightened a few things up down in Melbourne with, with their players. And, you know, if it is to be Bellamy's – uh, last year, you know, such an influential figure, not just on the Melbourne Storm, but the NRL, what he's been able to produce. Yeah, I could really see them doing some damage this year.
0: I think one thing that they got scrutinized quite a fair bit in the big games last year was their pack. You know, the Ruxby, they couldn't contain Leota, Fisher Harris, you know, the Hargraves. So I reckon that's something that Craig would have really, really worked hard on this offseason. You know, where do they play Salfa Solomona? Do they play him at, at front row or they put him in that back row position where they can get more time out of him? Or do they want him in the middle and more quality over quantity? Mm. But it's something that they really had to look at because they lost so many boys yeah. the, the year. But, like, it wasn't just the play. It was the experience yeah. they
1: lost. You and, know. like, usually the Bromish brothers, yeah, you know, huge. there's two guys and obviously Felice Cafusi. Cheese. Cheese. There's three fours. Take away Cheese, right, yeah. because he had that 10 and going with Harry Grant. But those three were a part of the furniture. Hundred percent. They were there for yeah. pretty much all the turnover, all yep. the big games, all the grand finals, you know. And you take that out of any team, that, that experience you, it takes a while to replace it. So that's what we
0: said about the roosters. Hundred percent. It's, it's,
1: it's a big. It's a big they're better for that season that group of young forwards yeah and you know there's a few pieces to work out but you know I'm confident that uh, Melbourne will have a strong season this year and
2: they still finished top four last year (laughs) with all that yeah that's right uh, obviously Sean Bloor comes I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes with Bellamy Harley Smith Shields from the Raiders they lose a couple of blokes Tommy Eisenhuth Justin Olam off of the Tigers and Tarek Sims leaves Melbourne where you got them finishing? I've got to finish third Maroon I reckon they'll still be a top four Um, every time I've doubted them they've still been in the top four, so I'm not going to doubt them this year.
1: Yeah, I got them at four. I've got them okay. at four.
2: You've both got him in the top four. Okay, that's it for today's episode of Footy Talk. We'll be back with more. We've still got some teams we haven't done, so we'll we'll look after those. Look at those last few. When we return, see you then, Woodsy. Can't wait to see you again, big boy. Yeah, wait, see you later. See you
1: mate.